Well, hello, everybody. And yes, going back to the old theme music, it is the Nightfly Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. Lots of interesting things to discuss as we do our dual podcast and video starting now. Well, yes, going back to our old theme music, because uh, we're on YouTube, and they hate stuff when you take stuff from other mediums and YouTube and things like whatever. They, they hate taking it from themselves, and that could cause a ruckus, and then all of a sudden you get kicked off YouTube. What, how is that good? That's not good for anybody. We have to, you know, listen, YouTube is possibly how we're going to make my living from now on. I mean, this is a disaster. So, but anyway, thank you so much for coming to the Night Fly. This is... The audio, you know, whether you're listening to the audio on Spotify or, or iTunes or any of your favorite streaming platforms, as I like to call it on the, the Tuesday show. Um, we are also on YouTube this week. As I said, I would do a monthly video show, and I don't know whether it's purposeful or not, but it seems to be the way to do it. Plus, if I have interviews and guests, um, that seems to be a pleasant way to pass the time now that everybody knows how to Zoom. So that's what I've decided to do. And uh, today is going to be no exception. Let's get it started. Uh, I really do have a great show for you today. Uh, besides talking about the usual nonsense and maybe being able to show you some pictures as well and things like that, that we, uh, again, do. I'm sorry I keep bringing up the Tuesday show. It's just, you know, listen, if you're not watching the Tuesday at 8, 8 p.m. Comedy Cellar Nightly show, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, everything, if you like this podcast, if you listen to this podcast and I tell you stories about my week, and if you enjoy that, there's no way you're not going to like the the extension of the podcast because I show all the pictures from the week. So if I tell you I went out with Memo and his kid and we had this thing last week where I'm like, ah, I didn't want to sit on the thing. And then there's pictures. Then there's, there's video proof in this day and age. And listen, what do you think I get the hair plugs for? Because I knew. I'm going to be on camera. What am I going to do? I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I mean, you know, this is, this is, what am I going to do? So I, meanwhile, I'm so angry. The stupid hair is just so bothersome, you know, because then, you know, what I do is I make these, like I put out a really good Instagram this week, which I guess I could technically show you, but I, I don't know. I won't. Um, it's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. You know, if you follow me, you can see it. It's a really funny video. I mean, people really liked it, which made me really happy. I um, Instagram the governor's office in it to tell him to open up more indoor dining. Uh, and it has me at, the, at a restaurant where I live in this little apartment building where there's a table in front. Uh, and I have to get in there every day and tell people to move while they're eating. Um, Olga's sister was in it. Uh, which was really funny because everybody's like, who's that girl? She looks so familiar. And I'm like, yeah, that's because it's Olga's sister. And, um, you know, it was really fun. And and the people at the restaurant were really nice. And, you know, I mean, so, you know, I'm looking at it. I put it together and I'm looking at it and I see me come in. I see the back of my head just, you know, bald. 
I'm like, you know, for two reasons, I'm like angry. I'm like, ugh, I look horrible. I also look fat in it, you know, and I've been losing weight. But for some reason that day was not looking right. I don't know what I was thinking when I dressed up that day. So I was very upset with it. But I also know no one cares except me and my sister and my mother. So I have to let it go. I must let it go. But it's difficult. So I just put it out. And I say, I cannot worry about such things. No one else cares but me. So just relax. No one's going to notice that. They know I'm bald. They know I'm fat or whatever. I'm fat, fat, but, you know, my belly's sitting there. And what are you going to do? So put out nothing? So you just got to live with it, you know, because I told you, I think my sister, the one I put out with the I'm on an ATV, my shirt's open, my hair's going crazy. She's like, why would you put that out? Why would you put that out? See, see it's not just me. This is what's been instilled in my head. All these years, please, folks, don't blame me for being self-conscious. It's 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 like, um, you know, if you're racist, where are you getting that from? You know, your parents. I mean, my parents weren't racist by per se, not the the normal cubs like ah, these goddamn colleges. You know, there wasn't like that. Um, they're just, you know, regular racists that you don't see until or if you go to school and you see, you know what I'm saying? This is coming out the wrong way. But uh but, you know, this is the stuff that's instilled to you that you're trying to beat out of yourself in life, which is very difficult if you want to become a better person. It's difficult sometimes for the stuff we've been taught in our heads, which is why I suppose, God damn it, why don't they give you Spanish to learn Spanish or another language or French while you're learning to read English? You know how jealous I am of uh, Spanish people that can talk Spanish and English. It's like a goddamn superpower. Why don't they teach? Why did they wait till seventh grade to teach you that? By then, I was already shut down. It was over for me. That's when I became stupid and everything was downhill from there academically wise. You know, you, you need to learn. I took five years of Spanish. I know nothing. I think I told you I was in my friend Michelle's house once and there was a worker in there and he goes, well, and I'm like, oh, he's saying it's a hard job. She goes, oh, you speak Spanish? Poquito. <laughs> You can recognize a couple of words, you know, but still, it's pathetic. Also, uh, if you are watching on video, I have the Seinfeld apartment background. You know, I had the Nightfly one before, but uh, it's too distracting looking at a picture of me and me talking. I just assume an apartment background is better. And believe me, if I had a regular apartment uh, background, in fact, you know what I'll do is I'll I'll show you what my cleaning lady did, I'll, I'll actually, I, I don't usually do this. I'll take out the background for a second and look at, look, it's just a blank wall. You can see it behind me. She cleaned out this whole area. If you're, you know, watching on YouTube, I mean, it's, uh, it's classic, right? It's kind of great. Now, where was my other picture? Oh, no, I can't find the, here we go. Let's uh, stick with this. But, yeah, she cleaned out the, the, the back behind me, and now there's like a big vacuumous space. I don't think I've ever showed you pictures of my apartment before, so that's exciting, huh? And yet it's not exciting at all. But that's the kind of show we do here. Anyway, speaking of shows, uh, okay, so let's start from the beginning. Uh, Tuesday, 
I know I keep talking about it, but it's important. My Tuesday, 8 p.m. show this tonight. Uh, what a show. Uh, an odd show, technically. You know, it's not the the, the comics that are like great. It's it's the, the legends we have, this living legend. So we've got Frank Santa Padre from Gilbert's podcast, who, you know, is terrific. Like, he knows everything. He might be the smartest man ever. Um, I've known him. I know him the longest out of everybody. Uh, then we have Rick Newman, who, again, is the owner and proprietor and creator of Catch a Rising Star, which started so many people in comedy. You know, they have this documentary about the comedy store right now on Showtime, and it, you know, is showing who that started. Well, Catch a Rising Star did the same for a lot of other people. And Rick was the person in charge and he's the best and he's really cool. And he's been nothing but a great friend for so many years. And to top it off, we have Alan Zweibel who just put out a book. I have it on my thing. What's it called? Laugh lines. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at it. It's on the couch. I'm just in the middle of it now. And uh, he was, uh, you know, an SO he, uh, he, he ironically, I didn't even know started at Catch a Rising Star. So Rick Newman is in the book. I mean, this is just perfect casting. I don't know what you would call it. And he's in the book, and he's quoted in the book, and he's just, you know, he's just like, Rick Newman, help me do this. I mean, it's perfect. And they, they've been friends just as long as, you know, I have, well, not as long, but. And he was there on the first season of Saturday Night Live. I mean, he started, uh, uh, Lauren Michaels came up to him at Catch a Rising Star and said, you know, you're a horrible comic, but your writing is good. Do you want a job? And he had a choice to go to Hollywood Squares and write for Paul Lynn or this new show called Saturday Night, which they couldn't call Saturday Night Live because Howard Cosell had a show called Saturday Night Live, which, of course, nobody remembers, uh, myself included. And he chose, he's like, nah, let's go with the fun one, and it's here in the neighborhood. So, uh, <laughs> And he wrote for the first five years. He was like Gilda Radner's writing partner. It's fascinating the way they met and how they were friends all these years. And then he started to write and produce and create the, it's the Gary Shandling show. So that's pretty cool. Those three guys will be interesting making football picks. Uh, you know, it's hilarious. Again, if you don't like the sports thing, you watch it an hour later, you, you, you glide through the football stuff, you know, but otherwise we show pictures. We'll talk about stuff. I can't, it, how can it not be entertaining? Uh, the week after now I have um, uh, Lenny Marcus will come back and Dan Natterman, so we get back to normal. And then the week after that, you know, in the in the late 20s around Halloween, already confirmed is uh, Chris Regan from Family Guy, the co-producer, and then the executive executive producer. I don't even know what you call him at this point because he is Seth MacFarlane, Alex Sulkin. I mean, the person in charge of everything that is Family Guy. I mean, I don't even think he has to get Seth MacFarlane's write-off anymore. This guy is the second in command. But now the first in command, because Seth just has so many other things to do. So that's amazing. And Mike Royce, whose new show, One Day at a Time, is starting on CBS. Uh, It's a Netflix show. It's a Latino version of One Day at a Time. So those three guys. I mean, folks, we're getting the good guests. And speaking of Lenny Marcus, he will be on a little later today uh, talking about his new show uh, called Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones that starts this Sunday at 8 p.m. on ABC. So he will be our guest in a few minutes. Also today, 
I will have uh, my going the opposite way of, you know, how did you score that guest? Uh, my friend from high school, Chris Donahue, his son, we've talked about him on the podcast, Sean, is now a freshman at Notre Dame University. Something I never thought I'd be friends with somebody, you know, who went to this uh, anti-Semitic school. But uh, remember, he is the winner of this Evans caddy scholarship which of course you know is the funniest thing and the fact that there is a caddy an actual caddy scholarship that can get you a free ride to notre dame is fascinating we're going to talk to him and his dad today so hopefully that will be enough fun for all of you to enjoy another edition of the nightfly let me tell you about uh i didn't really do that much this week i mean since we last spoke um, I pretty much stayed in, stayed to the Nutrisystem diet until Thursday, where, you know, I went to Rhoda's, and we went to that diner. We ate indoors. It was fantastic. No, it really is. I love going to the diner. My mother always wants to get sushi, but, I mean, where it's very difficult for me to find a good Jersey diner. This is a good one. I had, like, a, what is it, Denver omelet or something. It was delicious, and I got some corned beef hash. And my sister and I got a side of bacon right in front of my mother. Oh, it's so mean. We're not doing it on purpose. It's just, what are we going to do? They make it extra crispy. It's delicious. Well, that wasn't going horribly off my diet, but then I had a Coke with lemon. That's going horribly off the diet. You know, eggs and whatever. I mean, that's not that bad. I have an egg every day as part of my power fuel. But the Coke, the soda, what are you going to do? Thursdays. I go to Rhoda's. I know I'm going to go off the diet. And then I was just like hanging around because I thought I would meet up. Either I'd go to the comedy cellar. So I'm trying to see how they're putting it together or, uh, you know, go meet Alga. Actually, we had plans to hang out because she was doing, you know, she's still doing park shows. She's still doing outdoor park shows. I haven't done any New York City outdoor shows. You know, I've been around the tri-state area doing outdoor shows, but not in New York City. Go figure, Dave Juskow, leaving town to do work. It's crazy. So I was just, you know, hanging around again. I'm like, I can't get back too soon. You know, I leave here at 1030 in the morning, and then I come home like at 1230 at night all the time. You know, those are the days I've always had or, you know, used to be worse where I'm dressing up for the evening when I go to my mother's, you know, my sister's dressed down. She's going to her pajamas pretty much. And I'm like, well, I'm going out for the evening. I have this whole night planned after this. It's such a long day for somebody at my advanced age. So I went to target because I needed Q-tips and gum. And I'm like, Oh, I'll just stop at target. Cause I got plenty of time. So I went to target and I bought a, I bought a shirt, not this one, but I bought a shirt. I'm like, oh, let me stop at the shirt because I bought, I, uh, I have a jacket there that you can see in the Instagram. There. I got a, I got a wall, uh, the Target. I figured I'd take a look, so even though it's embarrassing. Most of my stuff, you know, as you know, comes from Tommy Bahamas, right? 50% off. But um, yeah, I went to, uh, I got a shirt, but it was uh, too small. I got a medium. I thought, well, now I'm thin. <laughs> but I mean, I am down to 186, at least on my mother's scale. I don't know whether that works, but that's the same one that about a month ago, two months ago, I was at 202. And my goal weight was 185. Again, I mean, I'm weighing myself only on my mother's scale. I mean, sometimes I go to my sister's. So, you know, if I'm using the same scale, it doesn't really matter if it's off or not. Maybe I'm not exactly at 186, but, you know, my goal weight, 
when I put it in into the Nutrisystem app or whatever was 185 because I didn't think I could ever like I said, you know, maybe if I can get to 180, I guess that'd be good. But sometimes I don't even think of that as a man. Is that a man? Should a man be under 180 pounds? No. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, you don't want to. I mean, it'd be nice to be thin, but I mean, you know, a man should be at least 180 pounds. Man should be over 179 pounds. That's what a man should be. That's why we see that body mass index. We've talked about this before. They have that stupid doctor's chart. And they're like, a guy your height should be 176 pounds. I'm like, that's not even a man. What kind of man is that? 176. I've dated girls that are 176 pounds. Please. Folks, how are you? So anyway, then, um, you know, I uh, hung out at the Target. I made my uh, my football bets for the week. Oh, what a disaster. I mean, it's fun because I'm only doing it, you know, the week. But then because of COVID, I make them on Wednesdays or Thursdays. And then by Sundays, they don't, they're not playing the games or the people are out because they have COVID. And then there's no way to change it. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. But the system is working because I'm not doing any other betting. I don't even, I've totally forgotten about college football. I couldn't care. And last year and every year before that, it was like college football, college football Saturdays are this and Sundays are this. No, I don't even care. So, that's good. Also, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Rays. God, I hate the Yankees. I couldn't be happier. I really couldn't be happier. That made my night. I'm taping this on Saturday morning. That made my night last night. I know it bothers a lot of people, but screw you. The Yankees can blow it. I mean, Jesus Christ. Why do I hate the Yankees? People say, why does he hate the Yankees? Why does he hate the Yankees? Okay, I'm a Mets fan, so who cares? Whatever. Right. We're suffering. So that's the thing. Being a Mets fan, I hate the Yankees. Why? Because I hate the Yankees? No, because I hate the fans. I hate the fans that are complaining. I mean, I got a paper today. They're like, another year without a title. Oh, no, you can't get your 28th title yet. Oh, no. You know, it's just like, I obviously, I listen to the sports station. I told you this before. I listen to the sports station all the time. Why do I listen to the sports station? Not so much because I like sports, but because it's live. And people are calling in at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. It's live. I like listening to live. People are still up. They're around. You know, other if I'm listening to music, it's a tape-recorded program. Uh, I don't want to listen to the news. Yeah, maybe I could listen to live news, but there's so many commercials. So the sports station is the one. It's also, you know, it's – but what do I hear? Yankees fans, oh, we really blew it. Really? Oh, no, what are we going to do? I mean, you've been in the playoffs like every year, you know, for, for 20 years let alone what you did in the 90s. You know, I, you, you got to stop complaining. Somebody's got to call up and be like, hey, you know, I love being a Yankee fan because we're at least we're always in it. We're always in it. But no, that's not what you get. So I hate them, and I love hearing everybody all sad today. I, I got up early to listen. I'd like to everybody calling in and crying. Screw you. I love the Rays. I mean, I do. I, you know, if you, again, watch the Tuesday show, you can see I have pictures of myself at the Tampa Bay Rays facilities because I got friends there, and they were like a wonderful organization. It's too bad no one cares. But again, as I keep mentioning, wouldn't it be funny if the Rays win it all, and then all of a sudden the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Tampa Bay Rays win hockey and baseball. If Tom Brady and the Buccaneers can, uh, you know, top it off, wow, Tampa Bay. But... It really did make me happy. So isn't that pleasant? Anywho, uh, you know, and then also the, uh, anyway, 
doesn't matter. I'm sorry if you're big Yankee fans, but um, what do you want me to do? I'm a Mets fan. I mean, we got lucky. I mean, I'm always grateful we were in the World Series only five years ago. You know, a win would have been nice, but at least we were in it. That's the way I look at it. And the Jets, they're horrible. Anyway, after I came back from Target, I parked my car. And then I went up to meet Olga at 79th and 5th, right in Central Park. She said there was a show there. I go in the place. I'm looking for the thing. I don't know where it is. I'm like, how far do you want me to go in the park in the dark? This is making me very uncomfortable. Now that I have that Citizens app, I'm afraid of everything. I'm afraid to walk out my door. Like a, a knife stabbing, a razor blade stabbing. I mean, I swear to God, I got to get rid of that app. It's driving me crazy. I'm like, how can this all be happening now? Block away. Of course, I guess it makes sense because I live in New York City, but, you know, I liked being oblivious to it. It was kind of nice. So we went up there and then we're walking down and we're going. I'm like, well, let, and I we got upset because I don't know. I don't think she thought I was meeting her. And then I wanted to meet the guys at the cellar, but I don't know what to do. I was getting upset. And then I'm like, well, let's eat somewhere. And then I'm like, what am I thinking? I can't eat on Madison Avenue. That's going to cost me a fortune. I know it comes into money again. It's horrible, but, you know, I was almost going to get evicted last week. So I have to think about that. But, you know, I was thinking, I'm like, well, it's no big deal. If we go out, I can you know, ration it in my head. But on Madison Avenue, everything's really expensive. So we're walking by places. And then she uh, mentions this place called Serafina, which maybe I've been to before. It's kind of a chain, I guess, but it's, you know, nice, whatever. Anyway. Uh, they looked okay. I couldn't wait to eat inside again. I don't know what her story was. She's so crazy. Um, she's like, I want to eat inside because I'm cold. And I'm like, great. And then when we went inside, she's like, do you think we should be eating inside? And I'm like, yeah, I want to eat inside. She's like, I don't know. Maybe it's dinner. I'm like, uh, make, well, then we'll eat outside. Whatever you want to do, make up your mind. I mean, they have heating lamps and everything. They're ready. But fortunately, we were able to go inside. They took our temperature. They took my name, my phone number. I have no problems with that. I think that's okay. And uh, we sat down and we had a great time. Um, and I mean, the beauty about, again, eating with her, I'll take her out every time. All she ever has is a bowl of soup. And she got the soup and I said, all right, now this is it. This is the meal. All right. Now, I don't want to hear again. This is the meal. And thank God she understood because I wasn't sure. Uh, and, you know, if I have this apartment behind me, then how can I not do that bit? But, um, she, uh, so, so we had lots of drink, you know, we had, I think she had like four or five glasses of wine. I had three glasses of wine and two beers and the bill only came to $93. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, yeah, just go for it. Go for it. And they came to 93 bucks. I'm like, this is my new favorite place. They must've messed up, I guess, but they also charge a new 10% COVID fee. I don't know if any of you, I mean, a lot of you don't live in Manhattan, but I don't know whether they're doing that anywhere else, but in New York city, they're charging. I saw it on the bill. We are now charging a 10% COVID fee. What the fuck does that mean? I don't even know. But I guess it was added to the bill. It was still only 93 bucks. I mean, somebody must have messed up. Seriously, right? Or, or they're just like, eh, they seem like great people. I mean, that was really cheap. I'm like, well, I'll get this. Sounds good to me. You know, I mean, you know, there's nothing worse than sitting down like, hey, let's go to dinner. And all of a sudden you're spending 300 bucks. I mean, again, you don't want to be Jewy, but also have to be reasonable. I have no way of making any money in the future. I still haven't gotten paid for the Gaffigan gig. Um, I mean, you know, I got to be a little smarter, but yo, whatevs. 
but it was still super fun. We had a really good time. And then I was right in my neighborhood and I couldn't have been happier. And, um, you know, I asked her if she wanted to come over because, you know, drunk and we were in the neighborhood, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? But I, I put her into an Uber and I walked home and I was like, this is great. I'm home again at 1230. I love this town. I love getting home early. And then uh, what was the next day? It was Friday. I didn't have to set my alarm or anything. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I don't know. I had a really good time. We had a really nice uh, time together. I have uh, photos, which I will show you on Tuesday or today. If you watch the show, I got a photo of the two of us together. We make an outstanding couple. I guess just because we're so Jewy looking. <laughs> I'm joking. Not of myself, though. Um. All right, so why don't we do this? Uh, yeah, I've got some news and some other things to get to. Uh, okay, why don't I bring in... I'm trying to think if I had anything else to tell you today, and I do, but not. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. So why don't we bring in our first guests, uh, Chris Donahue and his son, Sean. And remember, he's zooming in from Notre Dame, from his dorm room at Notre Dame, which is way awesome. And uh, also the president just got COVID. We'll talk about that in a second. The, the priest, you know, who's two-faced and was at the uh, the White House the other day where everybody got COVID. And this guy, you know, there's a guy in Notre Dame, this priest, he's like, hey, you better wear masks. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to be out. The two-facedness of it all starts. Ugh, could drive you crazy. Let alone, you know, the president, by the way, you know, wanting to do rallies again. That's not acceptable. Uh, no matter what you think of the president, don't do live rallies. We know you have COVID. That's no matter how crazy you've been, it's not right to do rallies when we all know you have COVID. That just seems really irresponsible, and I know he's done some irresponsible things, but that seems deadly irresponsible. That's very odd behavior, even for the president. But I guess you got to put the word. But, of course, they're doing it in Florida because Florida, I don't know if you heard, but the Miami Dolphins the, in Florida, they're like, yeah, pack up the stadium. Let's just do it. Let's do it. And the NFL's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're having a problem. But on the flip side of that, you're like, why don't they do it? Because like we've been saying, let's just open it all up and take our chances because there's no other way we're going to be able to survive. All right. That all being said, let's bring in Chris Donahue and Sean Donahue after these messages. The Night Fly. The Night Fly. Dave Jeskow. Dave Jeskow. Well, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to the show. Um, I today, <laughs> Chris. This is my friend Chris Donahue, and his son Sean. And Chris is really this is worse than dealing with my mother. Um, <laughs> he can't seem to figure out the phone. You saw his hand was in the thing. He's like, "Did did I have the right thing on now? Did I <laughs> let me hold on a second? I think I can work. Hey, what is it called? Zoo? Zoo? I don't want you to <laughs> audience man think I'm a moron." <laughs> Oh, it's too late for that. Yes, they already do. Try and uh, speak up a little bit. You're a little low, too, but that's all right. Sean sounds perfect. Sean looks good. So, Sean, Chris and I are high school chums, 
and we've been friends for a really long time. And Chris is probably, uh, even though I'm mocking him, one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. Um, and his son, who is also a great kid. I'm sorry I called you a kid. But um, he really is. And he is right now at Notre Dame University in his freshman year calling from his dorm room, I assume, under a bunk bed. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> That's like my dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. College at its finest. But it looks so cool. Looks like you have it sitting, you know, you got the little noteboard on the left. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of masks on the right, mm. which uh, I think it's mask. Is that what it is um, to the back in the back of you? Uh, yeah, there's like a little sink area and there's a door to our common room because I'm in a quad. So yeah, I kind of want to like, I, I kind of want to uh, have you walking around and see what it looks like because uh, but we could do that yeah, later because it looks like you're totally later. set up. But at the end, maybe you could. Uh, are you on a laptop? I am. Yeah, but like the, it can like move. So I, yeah, because uh, it's cool. I mean, uh, obviously, never in my life that I would ever think that I would be talking to anybody from Notre Dame. And the only reason you're there is because of your vast knowledge of Judaism. I was told <laughs> that uh, no, that's not. That's not. Yeah, it. it's a real conversation starter here. That's his minor, Dave. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I get dirty looks from the priests, but some guys think it's cool. <laughs> and speaking of which, let's get right to the hard-hitting news stories. You're the father there. The president of the university has COVID, and people are pissed. He does. Is that correct? Yeah. Father Jenkins? Yeah. <laughs> father Jenkins. It started a little bit of a stir here because it was like right when he was at the White House, and him and Trump both got it. Classic. And he's always sending stuff out and like updating us on our guidelines and everything so there was like a petition to like get him kicked out but it didn't go through in fact the only reason he wasn't kicked out uh, it was by one vote that they decided to postpone uh you know thinking about getting him kicked out yeah right right and that the hell is he talking about? Your dad is such a... We- no. <laughs> no they, by one vote, they, just, they, they decided to discontinue the conversation. Right, right, right. Exactly. But uh, I actually thought your dad was talking about, look, I'm on Zoom again. That's why I got confused that he was part of the conversation. Uh, <laughs> I'm making fun. But yeah, isn't that fascinating? And meanwhile, they've been mad at this guy for years because he bought a black guy to speak at one of the commencements. And that black guy happened to be Barack Obama. And they say it's just like, no, you should have an alumni. But clearly it's just like, wait, you asked a black guy to speak at Notre Dame. How could you, Father Jenkins? Which, meanwhile, Father Jenkins sounds like he's a black priest. Anyway, you know, folks, I'm here all week. And um, no, but that's, yeah, what a two-faced, you know, a a classic two-faced move. There's a big sign out of the beginning of the campus just says, we wear masks here, masks rule. And then there's a huge photo of him sitting out there with a whole shitload of people on the lawn not wearing any masks, and they all got COVID, or half those people at that place got COVID, including the President of the United States. On the flip side of that, though, you probably have to keep the guy, because what would you do? If you're asked to go a place where the president of the United States is talking, no matter who it is, and he says, I'm not having anybody wear masks, are you man enough <laughs> to <laughs> to say, screw you? <laughs> you know, I mean, what would you guys have done? Anyway, I would have passed. You would have, you would have just passed on the invitation, you're saying. But no, what if you're there and the, the father, he's a priest, right? Yeah. And he bought his mask with them. And they're like, no, 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 we're not using masks today. <laughs> what do you do then? Hold my breath. 
<laughs> See, your son is very smart. Well, the reason, uh, you know, I bought uh, the two of you here today, because this is the, one of the most fascinating stories. I was talking to my friend Lenny, who's on the show before or later. Um, he has this new show called uh, Supermarket Sweep uh, with Leslie Jones that airs um, next Sunday. And uh, I told him, you know, who I was happy. Oh, I'm having uh, my friend Chris and his son on. And he was like, Why, what's the big deal? And I'm like, oh, no, you don't understand. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> going to the University of Notre Dame on a caddy scholarship. I mean, Sean, I've been talking about you on the podcast for like three weeks in a row. <laughs> this is the I'm most honored. fascinating thing I've ever heard in my life. Most For so many reasons. Number one, you know, I know, I think Chris is actually your father's favorite movie is Caddyshack. I mean, it, it might Probably. be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huge Bill Murray family. Oh, a huge Bill Murray fan for years. So, I mean, we obviously, we grew up at the exact right time that Caddyshack was made for us. And we've been quoting Caddyshack lines for years and doing Caddyshack-like things. And, I mean, it, it means so much to especially guys our age. And, um, you know, it's just so funny that Chris Donahue's son got a caddy scholarship <laughs> to one of the most prestigious universities on the planet. And, uh, and you did. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I mean, how many of these, I mean, first of all, who even knew there was one, which is the most fascinating of thing. How'd you find out about it? I honestly didn't know about it until I started working as I like, started caddying. Like I didn't know about it before it. And then like a little while in my boss started like asking me about like grades and things like that. Because there was, like, a representative at our club. So then he had me, like, caddy for him a few times and hit it off. <laughs> I'm smiling because it's right out of the movie, right, Chris? I mean, it's just like, well, he asked me about my grade. Well, I think as long as you have a good grade point average, uh, I think they take that into consideration. Like, I mean, it's right out of the movie. You have right. seen the movie, right? I mean, Sean? Numerous times. Oh, thank God. Wouldn't that be funny if he never saw No, I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. And what does that go for behind you? Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> but, Someone but, actually... Oh. No, no, Someone actually told me recently that, uh, like, the thing in the movie is based off of this Evan scholarship. Oh, is like, that right? Like, that's what like, they got the idea for it. That probably does make sense since, uh, well, who wrote it? Harold Ramis wrote it and the guy Doug Kenny from Animal House, right? I think those two. Didn't, I, didn't yeah. Doyle Murray also be, write some of it? Yeah, he did too. And they're all from that Chicago area. They were all caddies when they were younger. Right, right. They were all caddies when they were younger. Um, but that's the interesting thing. You don't play golf. No. How I this that's right there. I couldn't believe it when Chris. I just assumed because I'm thinking of the movie right, that yeah. Danny Noonan, you know, knew how to play golf. Yeah. So I just I mean, why even what interests you in becoming a caddy in the first place? Uh honestly. I had a few friends that were caddies and uh, definitely the money, but money was a big part. And my old job, like the building got torn down. Like I worked at a restaurant and then that didn't work out, but there are a couple people there that were members. So like they kind of helped me get into it. Why do you suppose your father's fading off screen? Do you think he's looking, he's doing something else? Is he? Are you reading the paper? (laughs) Answering an email for work. Oh, (laughs) Good. Go ahead. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I definitely even, do get a lot. He's not even paying attention. His son is like talking. He's like, well, let me tell you about myself. Uh, kid, I got to answer an email from work, but thanks very much for. Uh, you know. 
I'm listening. Oh, Sean, what oh, were yeah. you saying? I actually played last weekend for like the second time ever. Really? Yeah. Uh, my friends back home, their parents would give me a little shit for it, but it's weird. <laughs> yeah. For like the so I ca- I've caddied for three summers, and for the first year and a half, I knew like nothing about golf. So you I would, were. I just, you did start at a, a country club. Yeah. And how did you find out about this country club? It was just like local. It was like it's like a ten minute drive from my house, and like a lot of by um, most days. A lot of your friends were there. Yeah, already. a lot of like friends, their families were members, and like a handful of my friends were caddies there. I heard um, your dad helped you get the job. I'm kidding. I was just <laughs> mom, maybe not dad. Is that true? Well, just like had, connections. Yeah, connections. Yeah. No, no, that's great. I mean, it's just so like you say, it's so strange to not play golf and be a caddy and be a really good caddy because you know again uh, all i would know uh, about caddying is that you have to give uh, tips and pointers sometimes if you're asked you know what do you think i should use here um i guess you know everything about golf except how to play like, <laughs> you must know all the rules because i mean to get a, a scholarship you must be that good right yeah a little mix of that and uh like just being able to communicate and trying to avoid things that I don't know. <laughs> it's it's quite unbelievable, Chris, right? Have you ever actually seen him caddy? Is that a thing? No, <laughs> no, no I definitely have it. But you got this Chick Evans thing, this, the scholarship. It's also, Sean, you could comment on this. It's it's at least 70% academic. Like Danny Noonan wouldn't have met, never made it in real life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. So it, it is academic. Huh? It really is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's like academic. You have to have like a good caddy record or like good, like good <laughs> name. Every time. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Uh, so like the movie, it's just, I guess like yeah, you said, those guys were caddies who wrote it. So caddying for like at least two years, which I like just hit the minimum for it. And then there's like, they look at like financial stuff too. Well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, caddy for two years to get the scholarship, of course, that's the minimum. I mean, yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to be a caddy for any longer? I mean, you just turn like 15 and then <laughs> I mean, it would be an extra year. Maybe you might have because, you know, when are you supposed to start caddying when you're 12? I yeah, mean, there's some people that have been doing it for a while, but I was kind of like a late start. Really? Yeah. That's so fascinating. And it's just, I mean, again, so you have to like, if the guys are you're with and do you play with a lot of influential people? Like, I mean, you know, uh, not really like just there's regular some, Joe's. Yeah. Regular Joe's that are members, but there's like a lot of cool guys. Do you, are, 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 do you, you don't caddy up there though, right? This, this is just a scholarship to go to school because you did well. It's not, it doesn't, it's something you don't pursue in college is it no the only thing i have to do is like caddy in the summers like back at home yeah when i'm back home like you have to like what happens if you don't i mean it would be ridiculous if you can't get a job but like what happens if you couldn't get a job i mean how does that affect your scholarship um well now that i have the job it's like really hard to lose the job of a caddy you have a job every summer at this place yeah yeah, and they keep the people that, you know, 
we end up going to Notre Dame on a county scholarship. Yeah, it definitely. Like, Kid, you've out, you've outstayed your welcome. I mean, see, I'm thinking of my own life. That's why. Uh, <laughs> Kid, we don't want you back at this comedy club ever. Chris has been there. That has been multiple times when I've been asked to leave, and forcibly sometimes too. I believe. <laughs> That's shocking. Am I lying or exaggerating in any way? <laughs> That's shocking. Uh, it's really not that shocking. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's just so funny and you don't, and then you don't play, but, um, I don't know, you know, we're really, you know, I mean, obviously I know your dad for a long time and, uh, you know, I've met you just only a handful of times, but I'm really, I know how proud your parents are. I mean, what could be better than, especially in this day and age, this time period, getting a scholarship to anything is fantastic and something as kind of prestigious as this which almost sounds like a joke but we know you me and your parents we know and you know most people who know about cali stuff they know how prestigious this is i mean how many people do they let in over the country uh, there's only a couple of schools that offer it right there's like just about 18 18 to 20 i think and so across the country this year there were like two high 200s not quite 300 but there were three from the state of new jersey and me and my friend were two of them at our club three from the state of new jersey like yeah. that they allow every year uh, this year or there just were this three year. that okay yeah but let's it just varies. say jesus christ right so it's like i mean <laughs> uh and no offense to the president of your school but uh the uh because i used the word jesus um, that was for you guys. <clears throat> anyway, I won't tell him I'm here all week. <clears throat> um, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, we know how prestigious it is. And that's why like, I'm, I know your parents are so proud of you. I'm really proud of you too. I really think it's terrific. Aww. I mean, what's better for my friend to, you know, have raised such a, a, a swell, two swell kids actually, because Chris, isn't your other daughter in like medical school now? Yeah. How'd you pull that off? Your wife, obviously, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't get the branch from me, dude. Yeah, no, no, I know that. But, but what I'm saying is, no, but they're but they're polite, you know, uh, kids. I, and and sorry, Chris, go ahead. They're very good kids. I could I could vouch for them. I can. I agree. They're great kids. Yeah, he's on and, camera. He has to say that. Yeah, yeah, but you can see he's getting misty about it too because um, he's not really a man. This but, this, uh, uh, <laughs> this camp thing is it's like a uh, it's almost like a fraternity. I mean, because of the context, it's a big organization. Yeah that you'll have post-graduation it's 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 huge yeah it's huge on that and it's one of those things also where it's just you know again you're gonna run into people like me uh we'll meet you after college you know people your own age and they'll be like it's like yeah i i met him uh you know we had a caddy scholarship together we had a caddy you know and i'm like huh you know, people, <laughs> you know danny fraternity <laughs> really track was loosely based off my life loosely i would say <laughs> fully and um the, the <laughs> But again, um, I don't have any kids, so I base all the kids I know uh, seriously, like on how they grow up, on the parents, and I blame, you know, and, and I and they and I give them full responsibility when they turn out terrific. I mean, Chris listens to my podcast all the time. How much am I talking about how horrible my nieces and nephews are? I mean, these are just, <laughs> this is a horrible parenting, and uh, look what you've done. I mean, You've been back quite a few times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I, I, I mean, so, you know, raising it. And then obviously, you know, obviously, Sean, you had something to do with it yourself, too, of being smart and, and, and being good at sports and everything, which is amazing because uh, you were really good at soccer, too, right? 
Uh, growing up in high school, I was a run, like more of a runner year round. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chris was the big soccer guy in a high school. Yeah. Soccer champion. I don't know if you've seen the picture from the seventies, but uh, <laughs> with the with long flowing red. blonde hair. Yes. And those short shorts. Oh, times were different. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so, it's so amazing. What, what is it? Um, so going to college now during this time, what, you know, what's it like? Is it awful or is it still having a good college experience? Um, I'm still having a really good time. Like it's definitely hard. Like it's a lot of work, but like besides that, it's really fun. And like, well, I meant COVID wise, you know, yeah, like there's definitely like restrictions. Like they kind of, they try to be like strict on us in terms of like wearing masks. Like everyone kind of wears masks when they're outside of their room, which I guess is good. Like everyone's just like adapted to that. But uh, like, they we like find ways to like go out on the weekends and everything like that and like yeah, apparently you know, obviously it'll be different but it's fun for now yeah and you know the thing is they you know have pictures of all these college kids um partying and stuff like that i'm like well what are they supposed to do you know yeah. you're a freshman in college what are they you know nobody's gonna get angry i mean this is so ridiculous and you know if everybody catches COVID with them so be it you know what are you supposed <laughs> to you know and and i my opening joke at the 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 Gaffigan shows was always like, um, you know, there's some really fucked up shit going on when old people like myself are saying, I feel bad for kids today. You know, I feel because, you know, we're supposed to be like a goddamn kids don't respect nothing, you know, but uh, everything has changed and everybody feels bad. You know, you just want them to have the college experience that uh, they deserve or, um, you know, especially just a normal lifetime experience. Have you met any girls? The hard hitting questions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have like our dorms are like one like I'm in all dorms like it's all girls or all guys but like going out at night it's definitely like people trying like meet each other and stuff. Are you? Do you? Um. Oh, yes. Do you have boy girl parties? No, but uh, I'm just asking because uh, at a school like yours, like a, a Catholic school, um, yeah. are like the girls allowed in the boys' dorms to hang out or? I, I assume now in this day and age, everything is okay. No, I mean, yeah, right now they aren't really because of like just COVID restrictions, but like <laughs> normally, yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah, where I mean, where do you go to hang out with everybody, not just girls, but guys? And like, where do you congregate without masks? How does Usually, it work? Like, We're asking, like the, there's what? like quads and like a lot, a big lawn in front of like our library. And also, like, different fields. Outdoors? Like, yeah. What happens when it gets cold? Wear a jacket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, apparently they're, like, trying to do something like that. Because they literally set stuff up for us to, like, hang out at night. But I think they're trying to make, like, warm, like, heated areas outdoors. Right. Like, I mean, that's what almost. I was out last night here in the big city. And, um, you know, they started putting heating lamps up. Which um, I didn't know they could do because I was I was going to invest in propane uh, this year, which would have been a smart move because you know they have all this stuff outside. But I've heard they're not allowed to use propane ones; they have to use electric ones. I think that's some sort of ordinance or something, which is weird. But they're all out. Everybody's still eating outdoors. I ate inside yesterday. I couldn't wait. I was like really excited. Yes. But, um, yeah. No. I mean, uh, yeah. It's a tough time to be in school, but. Uh, you know, there's just nothing funnier than and wonderful than going on a caddy scholarship. Who even knew one existed? When your dad told me again, I assumed he was kidding. 
<laughs> I mean, I knew you were caddying, but who knew you could make a living out of it? Like get a college education. Who knew how important it was? I mean, Chris, did you know about this in advance? I knew about it. Um, I think it, what, what, how old is Nolan's sister, but she, I think she won the first one at spring Lake. Yeah. She wait, was wait, 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 a chick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, get that. The Guys. First- obviously you're pulling my leg now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it 1972? I uh, thought <laughs> she won the first one at Spring Lake Country Club four yeah. years ago. Years ago, bud. She was a senior when I was a freshman. Oh, okay. Well, she looked. And then like, her. Oops, sorry. I'm not allowed. <laughs> Tall blonde, but uh. <laughs> and then her brother was the one that I got it with this year. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, but in all seriousness, is it? Did she get accolades for being the first? female i mean the first one but then also a female i mean that i again i'm not trying to be sexist it's just like i didn't even know there were female caddies did you chris i mean we're old school again we saw caddy shack there wasn't one goddamn female well there was that little girl who we thought was put in as a joke where we were trying to carry rodney dangerfield's bag when you find out she's a girl later when she pulls her hair hey everybody i'm hot but she was 12, so I'm not allowed to. Think oh, I never even realized that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She would, they had her under wraps, like, nah, I got it. And then when she gets to the pool, remember, they pull off her cap and it turns out yeah. she's a girl. And that's the big, like, what? You know, so um, were there other girl caddies, female the, women? There's a few. Uh, she's definitely like the most well known at our country club. Just so, like, she was like the first girl and then the first Evans, like the first girl at our to caddy here, like where we are. <laughs> And uh, there's how many how many caddy how many girls are up there now, dude? From Evans, uh, there's a I decent amount, probably like uh, maybe like 10. Really, really? yeah, wow. 10 all from Jersey, like you know, that no, 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 there's 10, like oh, 10 females, like eight to 10 Evans at Notre Dame. What's Evans? That's what we're that's the like, that's like the official name of it. Oh, oh, at uh, uh, scholarships. At yeah. Notre. You know, Dave, but this has been going on. The Evans scholarship, I think the first ones were given in 1930. Yeah. Wow. This going on for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I thought it was new. No. <laughs> I thought and it was actually most, after Caddyshack came out. And most of the schools, I don't know. I know Notre Dame can't do it, but in most of the schools, all the caddies are basically in a home, in a house together. Really? You know, yeah. It's like a for, yeah. yeah. It's almost like a fraternity hat. It is like a fraternity. We're the only school that doesn't have a house. Because we have like, I think it's because we, Notre Dame doesn't have a Greek life, but we're the only Evans school that doesn't have like an Evans chapter house. Oh, still though. It's Notre Dame. It's pretty quality stuff. (laughs) What do you have going today? Not too bad. Uh, You had limited time to talk. You have classes? In a little while, I have something for chem, like a chem class, like a tutorial <laughs> type thing. And then I have calc after that. Hey, Chris, how about this kid, huh? <laughs> He's got classes. <laughs> um, do you go what do you to- got going on? Oh, me? I'm just doing yeah. these all day. And then nice. I might take a nap. And um, later, I am going to watch TV. I'll probably finish Cobra Kai. Uh, so I have a lot going on, too. I don't like to brag usually, but you're, I have a you're lot. You're very brave. Well, I don't know how you do it. I'm just trying to, you know, keep the dream alive. And, um, you know, this is what I do. I, You know, I haven't set an alarm for a year and a half to wake <laughs> up. I The only time I had to set an alarm was last summer to go to the beach. 
So <laughs> oh. how are you? But for 30 years before that, <laughs> I had to wake guy. up every day and go to a go to a uh, job, which sucked. And you heard they you I, know, they fired me. I got uh, fired for sexual harassment. I got me too. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about that, Sean? Well, I, uh, I, I did not. Oh, oh your dad didn't. Or tell did you. I? <laughs> I think I told you about that one. If you the know, podcast would like to hear it, I would also. No, no, like they to already know. It. Believe oh. me, I've done like several podcasts on it. They all know. I tried to kiss the receptionist at the office. You can't do that anymore, Sean. <laughs> do it. I believe Sean. You just shook your head and said, "Not surprised. Not yeah. surprised." Well, that's the thing. I when I do it on stage, I always go, "Yeah, I was working on a job for twenty years. I got I got fired. I got me too'd." And then everyone sits there and be, and I go, "Huh? No one's ever surprised when I say that. No, like, <laughs> no one's ever like really." Yeah. <laughs> I think was even the cute? firm knew. Yes, she was very cute. I got pictures of her in a bikini. Um, but um, I hope did you know. Your, but did yeah, your what, job know about that? No, about see, the- they didn't take any of my thoughts into consideration. They were only because the the time. Otherwise, I well, I got her fired too. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, the worst part is, Sean. Bastards. She was only year older than you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, no. No, wait, wait. She was well. How old are you, Sean? Eighteen. Yeah, she was twenty-two. Maybe she was twenty-two. Oh, she, she looked twenty-seven. No, she looked twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> but she, every time I would come into work, she's like, "When are we going to hang out? When are we going to hang out? When are we going to hang out?" Oh, should I come over? Let's get high. Well, I'll come over. I'll get high. Come over to your apartment. We'll get high. There was no reason not to believe she she didn't like me, but I should know better. Being you know seventy-five, <laughs> just that somebody's up to no good. You know. So thank Maybe God your signals. Thank God your old man got married soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was able to, uh, you know, not have to deal with any of these dating problems in your seventies. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, Chris, what are you going to do today? I keep forgetting it's Friday. It feels like Saturday. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to do a little more work and then uh, hang out. What about mowing that lawn? It's not going to mow itself tomorrow. Maybe. How about tomorrow? <laughs> I know. Chris Tomorrow's is invited game day. Chris, Chris, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I keep forgetting college football is still around because it's so <laughs> usually I that my favorite show is college game day on ESPN. Nice. But this year, it's just so tainted. I'm not interested. Yeah. Um, Go on, tell, but, tell Dave where you tailgate for college day, games. Uh-huh. Either like secretly around here or one of my friends actually got a house like right off campus. Oh, so, sweet. like his fan bought that to like tailgate and stuff. Are you are you guys allowed in the stadium? Yeah. Oh, you are, but not yeah. the full capacity, or it's like twenty percent. I think it's just. How do like, they choose who gets to go? It's students, all students, and like Notre Dame community. So, like faculty were able to buy tickets, and then athletes, so, families. So, what it is is it, what normally would be is the people who live in the area, people come out of town. But now that's not a thing. It's just students, faculty members, and alumni. Or yeah. Something. Maybe not even mm-hmm. alumni, I guess, at this point, right? Yeah, not alumni unless like – Just the, te- like the uh, players' really uh, families, right, right. Wow. Yeah. Um, is it uh, still – is it fun or is it depressing? No, it was pretty fun. Like like they try and like spread people out, but kind of you just sit, sit in a big pack with, or stand in a big pack with all your friends and stuff. Yeah, I mean, ironically, uh, the spreading out seems like fun to me. I, I never liked being clustered up anyway, but... Uh, no, and tomorrow we got our first night game, so that should be cool. Who are you playing? 
We play oh, Florida, Florida State. Florida right. State, yeah, at seven. Yeah, I really. It's funny. I always follow college football. I gamble on college football, and no. uh, but this year I'm not doing. Yeah, I got a problem. Uh, but this year I'm not doing it at all. You wow. know, last week I lost all my bets except the one on the Jets when I bet against them. <laughs> Damn, hate to see it. It's brilliant. That's how I'm going to win all my money back. I'm just keep giving against them all year long. It's going to be perfect. Strategy. Anyway, uh, Sean, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I know Sean's time is limited. Chris has lots of time. He doesn't really do that much. But, Thanks, Dan. Um, <laughs> what were you going to say, though? Before I mentioned game day, you said my dad had invited you to something. Me? Yeah. You were saying something. Your right dad hasn't invited day. me to anything in over 25 years. <laughs> oh, jeez. Believe me. I'm pretty upset about it, too. He hasn't and invited over me his house. He hasn't invited me over for dinner. He hasn't invited me to mow the lawn with him. I mean, nothing. I mean, <laughs> all right. He, he has lawn, invited me to mow the lawn yourself. You could ride handlebar. Well, he's actually the way he's baited me to come over is like, you know, you can mow the lawn because he has to sit down more and he knows I would like that. So <laughs> myself if, I, if I don't think that's a, an enticement to go there. <laughs> that's funny. It's a pretty good offer. Yeah. Um. What and what happens? You come home on Thanksgiving, and then, or does it? And then you don't go back in for a long time. Is that the way the, yeah. all the schools are working? My last final is the Friday before Thanksgiving, so like we don't even have school after it. We're totally done from then until, and then we're home until like February third. Wow. We have a oh. very long break. <laughs> I was like fun. And what about um, Anya, Chris? What 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 is her status uh, in that sense? Are they doing uh, the same I thing? Think- it's kind of the same thing, but she's going to be taking a class, but I think uh, she'll be home for the most part because they're going to be virtual. She doesn't have any labs between uh, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. But we also have her graduation on the 19th. We're flying down to Miami. No, the 11th. Of November? No, December. We're t- oh, we have to go graduation from May. Last year. Yeah. Oh, God, what <laughs> yeah. a mess. Right. Well, Miami, they're, remember, they were like saying, hey, let's pack up the stands again. We're all good. Yeah, the yeah. Dolphins were letting everybody in. And then the uh, or Florida said you could let everybody in. And then the Dolphins, the NFLs just said, no, no, no. We're keep. What are you crazy? Yeah. So I think that's still tentative. I could see them changing that and pushing it back even further. I don't think they will. I think Florida is insane. And um, I think yeah. they're going to let it go on. And uh, if you want me to come down there with you, you know, just the. Uh, could be spring break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spring break. <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. Well, you know, it's weird to go to medical school at this point. My niece is in dental school and it's like, I keep saying, I'm not going to anybody that went to school in 2020. Like, what are they going to learn virtually? <laughs> I mean, now but, is, she, uh, is she doing any lab work though? She is now like she she went back to school and they are doing lab work because I mean, Jesus Christ, how the hell are you going to teach how to be a doctor if you're not if you're yeah. not in the lab? How can you teach being a dentist if you're not actually you can't with do teeth. it virtually? That's what La- Anya's doing. She's going in for labs. They're cutting up and, you know, they, she's got like the gross anatomy class now. Yep. Yeah. That's what uh, Dory had last year. They uh, cut up. Um, the, I think the first day was like a dead body. And I'm like, well, where'd you get that dead body from? She's like, um, I go to school in Newark, please. <laughs> She didn't say it because she's not funny, but uh... <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I know you had limited time. I really, really appreciate you coming on the show, both of you too. Even though the old man Donahue couldn't, you know, he almost got it going. 
uh, with his, uh, his Zoom. Sorry, <laughs> But no, I really appreciate it. Sean, good luck for the rest of the season and everything. And uh, congratulations on going to such a great school and being a, a good kid with your grades and your caddy scholarship, which is magnificent caddying ability. Unbelievable. And uh, <laughs> Chris, thanks for uh, getting your son to do this too. I appreciate it very much. That's fun. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. yeah, thank you. All right, guys. I'll see you later. All right. Have a good one. Bye. The Night Fly with David Juskow. Start program right now. No, you freak flag flying. Oh, I'm going, baby. I'm going. Oh, are you going to be sorry? Great, guys. It's just so funny that um, Chris, I told my mother, you know, we were Zooming for the Shabbat call, and I told my mother, I'm like, you know, my friend Chris, who's, you know, my age, he's just like you, knows nothing about modern technology. He's an idiot. I mean, really, you know, I mean, uh, folks, we're going to have to be doing this for years to come. Get with the program. All right, now we're going to, I'm going to share my screen. Again, if you're watching an audio, I will describe everything for you, but um, you know what today is? I mean, you know, what did I buy? I bought, uh, well, I'll show you. I'll share my screen. And here's what we got going on today. As you can see, the TV Guide Fall Preview 68th Annual Edition. Hello, Nightfly listeners. It's how it all started six years ago in October. The show plan was that it was a half sports half television now as you know six years ago when i was still talking about only network television well it was a little embarrassing because network television was kind of through but i stuck to my guns now i will still talk about network television but i mean i'm not even watching network television so we'll also talk about a couple of the new shows that are in other ones that i think look interesting but have not seen yet so we'll do it a different way. But we have to go through the networks because the networks are hilarious. It's even funnier now because they're just awful. As you can see here, here is the the schedules um, we have on, on Sunday. Uh, uh, up here, we, we can see, uh, well, I'll just go right to the photos, I guess. But So we have Sunday, Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones. Sunday at 8 o'clock. This Sunday, right after this, we do this. I'm going to have Lenny Marcus on. He's going to explain a little about it. Our friends Bethel and Neil are on it. Um, I don't know, Bethel, you know from Greece. She played Sandy, and when we did it at the Comedy Cellar. Um, and DC Benny is in it, who played Carlo in The Godfather. Or no, 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 he played Sonny. Yeah, when uh, Russ couldn't do it. When Russ was angry with me. Um, but anyway, it's all of our friends. Lenny is the writer and he's best friends with Leslie Jones. The way, and this is why I get screwed. You know, it's like he chose Leslie Jones to be friend. I keep choosing the worst people who are just lazy, like Italian and Sarah. And they don't do shows like this. So I, and I'm getting screwed. The only person I have a chance is maybe Rachel will get a show. And then we'll have something going on. But that's Supermarket Sweep. I mean, you know. It is what it is. You know, ABC just wants to have this game show because then they're having card sharks. They're bringing that back Have that with uh, Joel McHale. Um, uh, they're all hour-long shows. 
I, or they do two half hour. Maybe they do two hours, but they keep having hour long blocks, which is way too long. Maybe they do it in half hour ways. Cause I know that's what they're doing with supermarket sweep, but they are determined to bring game shows back because as you can see here on Sundays, you have supermarket sweep who wants to be a millionaire on card sharks. That's on Sundays. If we travel down here to Thursday, look at this, their, their lineup, celebrity family feud, press your luck and match game. So, I mean, that is clearly, they are committed to having game shows, which is smart because, you know, what else are you doing? This one, this is CBS, the equalizer with queen Latifah, a new version of the equalizer with that guy, this is a horrible photo, but yeah, I mean, is this is this necessary? I don't know. And how about this one on Mondays? Emergency call with Luke Wilson. It's an un. It's a, this all looks horrible, and that's all because I think NBC does a show called Nine One One, which I can't tell. That's not real because Angela Bassett's in it, so I don't know what the story is, but this looks awful. <laughs> and that, but this looks amazing. This is also on Mondays, L.A.'s Finest, with two of the hottest girls known to man, Gabriel Union and Jessica Alba. Look at that photo. They partner up. I was thinking about watching this. It's on Fox, and it's on Mondays. I was thinking about watching it because they're both really pretty. Jessica Alba is like, I mean, she's still, what is she, in her 40s? She's still in the post on the third page every where they put the hot girls every week. Um, I was thinking about watching it, but I can't seem to pull the trigger because I know it's just going to be kind of stupid but I don't know I go back and forth in that one it's already on the air I can't imagine it's going to last unless because it's a woman show they're like no we have to keep it on you know like the way because it but it's a black and a white we have to who knows the way they're thinking these days right so and then there's this one on Mondays with Kim Cattrall who really I mean she looks she looks terrific filthy rich Fox, Mondays, another, you know, like Dynasty kind of thing. Um, I say this, uh, I wonder if it even lasts a whole season. I'm going to say no. No one cares. Do they? I mean, if you're not on the CW network, I, I, I think you only get a half a week order or something. I mean, what's going on? Now, here is the new One Day at a Time, which Mike Royce will be talking about in two weeks or so. This is the Latino version. This girl is so cute. The lead mother, the one who plays uh, the Bonnie, Bonnie McFarlane, I was going to say. Um, I can't think of her name because I don't care. The old redheaded girl, Anne Romano. Um, and that's Rita Moreno, who looks amazing. And there's Stephen Tobolowski. You know him as Ned Ryerson. I uh, tried to audition for that part, but it wasn't working. As uh, Schneider. And, uh, you know, it's doing so well. It was on Netflix, and they're moving it to CBS. So Mike must be very excited and must be making a lot of money. And he gets to work with Norman Lear, who, quite frankly, I don't think his shows hold up, but uh, whatever. He's like 90 or something. And then you got this Big Sky, which is the new David E. Kelly show. Big, I mean, this looks horribly dull for me. It's not my cup of tea. It's on ABC on Tuesdays. It looks, you know, it takes place in the mountains. And then eh, backstabbing and eh, who cares? I don't care, but I guess people are on the, no, come on. There's no way this is lasting. There's no way this is lasting from the creator of Big Little Lies, David E. Kelly, Big Sky. No one cares. I'm trying to find out what we do care about. I'm not sure. 
Here's this one with John Slattery called Next, the Fox series about AI. Um, this will last a week. This show should be canceled immediately. It's called Connecting. It's on NBC. I don't know what day. It's a Zoom show. If you're watching network television, you're seeing a Zoom show. Is that what you want to see? I mean, look at it. I mean, it just, this looks awful. And I've seen the coming attractions. They do have a picture of a dog in it. So you see, they're, they're ripping off my idea. But this, I know what they're trying to do. A new comedy about life, love, and lockdown. I don't know if anybody wants to see that, but then I guess I don't know what anybody wants because I'm very confused. I just don't think anybody wants to see lockdown, but then I would think that nobody wants to see This Is Us and just see like sad stories, and that's like the most popular show on television. So who knows? I am not going to be watching this. This one I'm going to watch. This is called Be Positive, and it airs on uh, right after Young Sheldon, which I watch all the time. It's on CBS. <clears throat> I don't know who this girl is. I don't know who this guy is, but she's kind of hot. And the premise is that he needs a new kidney. And she is a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, like a you know, a, a, you know, crazy person from height from his high school who's like insane. And she wants to give him his kidney. That's the premise. But um, I don't know. But she's like a wild child. So if there's going to be a pretty girl, that's acting crazy, I'm going to like that. So I hope it doesn't get too sappy, but I'll probably watch it. It's a blonde girl on television. I can't help myself. And it's on after Young Sheldon, so I'm watching that anyway. So what's the difference? She looks adorable. Oh, now this is on Netflix. It's called Emily in Paris. Look at these girls. They're gorgeous. They're young. It's about three girls. It's basically, I think it's by Darren Starr. It's about, it's basically Sex in the City, but it takes place in Paris. And somehow they filmed it before all this happened. So <laughs> I'll be watching that show. It's on Netflix. Emily in Paris. I think it got pretty good reviews. Um, yeah, listen, this is what I do. This girl's called Julie and the Phantoms. I just read about it. I haven't seen it. But apparently it's about a, it's on Netflix. It's about a girl that sees, I think it's three dead children who are in a band i i'm not sure what it is but the premise seems pretty interesting that i'm gonna give it a try julie and the phantoms it's, it's about a rock band but she's seeing ghosts so i don't know but we've heard worse premises this is the idiot morgan whalen who just got kicked off Saturday Night Live this week, tonight. I'm taping this on Saturday, but it's coming out on Tuesday. So I don't know who they're replacing him with because he was in this picture on TikTok at a bar, not wearing a mask and not social distancing. So they're like, what's the matter with you? But then when you see him, and you can't see him if you're listening to the audio, but he's wearing a cutoff flannel, holding a beer. I mean, he just looks like a moron. He's a country singer. Never heard of him in my life. He looks like a moron, and he obviously is a moron. And uh, to to do that and then put it on TikTok, well, really, you are pretty much the stupidest person on the planet. So he gets what he deserves. Who knows who they're replacing him with? I was suggesting myself, and I could do some of the Willy Wonka stuff, but they said no. This is a new Netflix show called Ratchet. You can see it's uh, Sarah Paulson. 
Uh, it is based on One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and the Pete that I think Louise Fletcher won an Oscar for in 1975 with Jack Nicholson. Um, and I guess her, how she became crazy and evil. Sounds like fun. It's by the same guy who does American Horror Story. She certainly looks scary in the picture. Uh, I think I'm going to give that a try. I've been looking at it. It's already out. I think, you know, once I saw it in the TV guide, I'm going to give that one a try. Uh, this one is Hugh Laurie in a new th- uh, show called Roadkill. It's on PBS. It's coming out in November. I like him. We just played a clip of him last week in uh, The Black Adder. So he's a really good actor because you would never guess it was the same guy. Um, I don't even know what it's about, but I'll give it a try. Hugh Laurie's pretty cool. Even though I never saw a house. Oh, but this one, forget it. This one was made for me. It's called The Flight Attendance with Kelly Kuko. Uh, from the Big Bang Theory. I mean, I looked for this yesterday. I was going to start watching. It's not out yet. I thought it was. It's on HBO Max. She's going to play a flight attendant that wakes up with somebody dead. So it's like a murder mystery and a comedy. I am sold. I watch her every night in the Big Bang Theory. I think she's ridiculously sexy. She also does an amazing job with the animated Harley Quinn show uh, in the on the DC channel. I mean, it really is good. There's been two seasons. It's outstanding. And she's the voice of Harley Quinn, and she's the producer. So I'm all in. I guess she can do whatever she wants. I mean, it's like the dream of what Dave Juska would want after a successful series. But, you know, you're going to play a, a, a stewardess? I mean, <laughs> so it's with her and Rosie Perez's hot stewardesses. I'm in. I think sometimes I think they're just making it. You know, like this, Dave Juska will like this. And, of course, this, I don't even, it's, I think it's called The Undoing. It's an HBO miniseries. And as you can see, Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman are in. I don't care for Nicole Kidman, but I love Hugh Grant, even though he looks so creepy older. But let's face it. We love Hugh Grant. We'll give him a chance every time, even though I have to watch him be gay and like the last two things he's done, like really gay, very uncomfortable. But I got to watch him. I mean, he aged so fast. Shit. It's weird. I guess because he took too much time off, you know, so we weren't ready for the transformation. You talk about girls hitting the wall, and, you know, I know that's sexist, but this guy, you. But probably have to watch it because, hey, it's my boy. Now, this one, I, I don't, it looks really interesting. It's called Woke, and it's on Hulu, I believe. And I look at this guy. I don't know his name on the right if, you, uh, if you're watching the YouTube. It's the guy who played Winston in New Girl. And I think he's hilarious. Uh, So I want to watch it because of him. I believe he plays a cartoon artist and his animation is talking to him. And it's, you know, it's, it sounds like it's really good for the times and it sounds like a lot of fun and I'm going to watch it. Woke. Look at Dave Juskow trying to expand. (laughs) I, it looks really good. Oh, so this is autumn Reeser. This is a picture I'm showing and, you know, again, on YouTube, Autumn Reeser is an actress who I've always thought was very pretty and very nice. And this is her. And you can see how cute she is on the OC back, I guess, 20 years ago. She's 40 now. Here she must obviously in her 20s. The reason I bring her up is because, you know, I've been watching a lot of Hallmark movies because, you know, it's just so relaxing. And she's in a lot of them now. You know, she grew up. She's a smart move which is they're pretty much getting all the harm. They're getting all the people from these shows in the nineties and early two thousands 
to be in Hallmark movies that are young mothers or whatever they are, right? But I've always liked her, so I started watching stuff she was in. But, oh, my God, she's only 40. But look at this picture. What kind of haircut is that? Then she's got the short, you know, I mean, I know she's playing a mom, but you have to look like you're playing somebody's mom. First of all, I saw this movie. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember. But that these are two of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. This guy was also horrible. And there was no chemistry between the two of them. It was the worst Hallmark show I've ever seen. And I watched The Good Witch. And um, that's how poor this acting was. But she was so cute. Now, I know I don't want to say she was, oh, well, now she's older. You don't like it. No, you know, I hate when an actress cuts their hair, when a woman cuts their hair like this. But this look, you need to also look like somebody's mom. What about this one? What kind of haircuts are these? This is another Christmas movie on Hallmark. I don't understand why you have to look, have a mom-like haircut, too. These are bad haircuts. You tell me if I'm crazy. If you're watching the YouTube right now, I don't understand why you also need to look like this, where she could look really pretty with long. I mean, I'm just saying these styles of cuts. And again, I'm a dude. If I notice something is really, really wrong. And this, I got the uh, Star Ledger on Thursday, and I was re- I didn't get to get the comics this week. They didn't have them. You know, I usually shove them into the Star Ledger, the New Jersey paper. And this was the comic I came up with for this week. Andy Cap is still publishing. Remember Andy Cap, the Irish brogue? And he comes in with his friends. He goes, Chalky and Doris have come back to watch the match, Pat. The match? You know, and they're wearing outfits from the 30s. And she's in the kitchen. His wife's in the kitchen. That's fine. I've made enough supper for all of us. And then the and then they're like, er, I've just remembered I've got something on, Andy. Yeah, me too. Gotta go. His friends leave because apparently she's a horrible cook. But they're just showing her here wearing the bandana, wearing the apron, and cooking in the kitchen as if it's 1932. I can't believe this is still here. But as we were talking about with Greg Fitzsimmons on the podcast, I mean, these things are cash cows. You can see it's one of the three guys that wrote it. It's got to be the creator's sons or grandsons but they're still doing the same gags. You really don't want to update it. I mean, obviously it's going to stay in there, whatever, because this isn't very funny. If you're still doing wives that can't cook jokes, the hell's the matter with you? Now this picture, uh, obviously, you know, this is Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know who the guy is in the right. You might know. And a black cat memo. And I tonight are going on a date to a drive-in movie in Queens. This comes out Tuesday. So we'll have already done it to see this new Michelle Pfeiffer movie called French Exit at the drive-in movie theater. We're getting a bunch of tacos first. Very excited. And it's about, I think her husband has been reincarnated into a black cat. Now, obviously, as you can see, this black cat who looks exactly like Selena, she even got the little white little patch there. Um, How am I not, you know, listen, I watch every incarnation of any movie with a black cat involved. And I don't think the black cat is talking, but also if Michelle Pfeiffer's in it, who is way older than Autumn Reeser and still ridiculously hot because look at the normal haircut she has. That's all I'm talking about, the haircut. Autumn Reeser is still really pretty. She's only 40, a horrible actress. Who's telling her to put that hair? That's got to be her own personal choice. She doesn't have to be in that movie in that hair. There's no way the Hallmark Channel is like, what you need is a sensible haircut. Sorry, 
not buying it. And we're back. <laughs> yes, well, whatever. Anyway, why don't we bring on little Lenny Marcus uh, right now to tell us about Supermarket Sweep and what it's right, work, working with Leslie Jones and how this is going to happen. This is coming up this Sunday at 8 p.m. on ABC, uh, Supermarket Sweep. So let's bring in, we'll bring back with Lenny Marcus right after this. This just in. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Mud. <laughs> the Night Fly with Dave Juskow. Hello, everybody. I am here with Lenny Marcus, the uh, co-creator of uh, Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones. No? I'm not the co-creator of this show. Well, I like <laughs> to think you are. I mean, you have a lot to do with it. It's basically you and Leslie, right? No, I'm the co-executive producer of the show. But well, there are co-writers producers and companies and no it's you know well as far as i'm concerned lenny's the greatest and this I show doesn't work without him that's right dave <laughs> i made up the show but it's called supermarket sweep with leslie jones and it airs for the first time next this sunday coming up this comes out on tuesday october 18th on a b c i'm not sure the exact oh what 8 p.m yeah uh perfect because then you can watch uh one and then there's another one because it's an hour, but there's two episodes. And uh, then you'll only, you know, who wants to watch the beginning of the football game anyway? So uh, <laughs> it starts at kickoff is like 820. So you'll be able exactly. to get, get, we hook you in. So yeah, you can't it'll go back. Be perfect. I don't like to watch the beginning anyway. I like to come in around nine o'clock and see what the score is because I got to, you know, I'm gambling on it. So I'm just like, you know, I'll just be like, this, oh, yes. You know, who wants to start it off when it's zero zero? I'm like, well, I'm not winning unless I have the under, which I never have. So I'm already yeah. losing as soon as I tune in. Nine o'clock is the perfect time for me to tune in. And I, of course, I will be tuning in to Supermarket Sweep, not only to see, and thank you again, Lenny, for coming on the show, because I know you are very busy. You're in California right now working on this show. Yeah. But to see our good friends, Neil Potter and Bethel Karam uh, and DC Benny. And DC Benny, yeah. Who are who are very good friends, and you, you might know them, uh, not Neil so much. I mean, you know Neil from Lenny's podcast, and I know him for a long time. But Bethel and DC have all been in, and Lenny, of course, have been in my Godfather shows and, and Greece and things like that. So uh, they are, um, you know, uh, everybody knows them from my podcast, at least, or my video. You're in the world. You're in the world. The world of Just Gow. We like yes, being yes. in there. Right. And uh, Bethel and Neil are in the world of Lenny, uh, a, a, a world I'm trying to crack. And, uh, you know, we'll see if uh, there's a place <laughs> in the world for Dave Juskow. But, uh, no, thank you so much for coming out. You know, we were talking this week about it a little bit and how, you know, for one thing, how interesting it is to work on a show during this time, especially, you know, a show which uh, has to have interactions with people and, and touching stuff. And, you know, how did yeah, you they, uh, combat that? They COVID tested everybody from the second I before I even left New York. They uh, they sent uh, this is how powerful these people are. Right. They sent in the middle of this. Ding dong, nurse walks in, COVID tests you, walks out. In, in your, yep. your house? In my in Manhattan. Yep. Wow. And then you get on the plane, and the second you land, ding dong, they come to the hotel. They COVID test you. And then you get to the set, like one day later, you know, you could do the first day, and then the next morning, you walk on the set, you don't even walk in anywhere, and they test you. You know, so it's almost, it was every other day from that point on. Uh, testing... Your temperature or putting the thing up your nose? Putting the thing up your nose. Oh, God, you're like an NFL everything. player. 
Jesus. Ugh, isn't that the worst? <laughs> you know, by the third one, I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, you know, the, the worst part is you just don't know who's doing the test. Like, are they professionals where they're not going to put it into your brain? You know, that's what <laughs> that's what makes me nervous. You know, I, I keep going to the city MD to do it where they seem to be professionals. But who knows? You know, I mean, who knows? <laughs> Thank you. You know, though, um, uh, one of my new uh, jokes, uh, if you can call it that, is that I keep saying that one of the things that's probably going to go out of business after COVID is those ancestry things because no one's ever going to want to swab anything ever again. Uh, and whether it's in your mouth or any, nobody's going to see a long Q-tip ever yeah. again, unless it's only to find out if you have COVID. My, I wrote that bit. My wife actually made me do that. She's like, for your birthday, I'm like, Oh, what did I get? And she bought <laughs> me one of those 23 and meat tests. Oh, so she did? I got to do spit. You just spit in a cup. Right. And then you send it back to them. And I got my results back, Dave. And after, you know, what was that thing? You know, it was $122. And then you know what it said? Jewish. 100% Jew. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It's like I, I was doing that joke, too. And, and then I found it. Ian Finance was doing that joke. Everybody does it. I was like, all right, I'm done with this joke. But I, had, I was one of the, yeah, I did that. I'm like, 100% Jew. That's all they found out. I'm like, what a waste of a birthday present. It's it's such a ways for people like us. We know we're Jewish, you know, like, but I always say, why would you want to get that test anyway? What are you going to find out? Your Hitler's grandchildren? You know, like it it can only be bad. The only way you can get a positive uh, thing about getting a test like that is finding out you're a quarter Cherokee and you might be able to get a land grant. And that's pretty much it. Otherwise, most of the people that you talk to that have done it, that raise their hand in the audience, they're like really white. And uh, they're like, what are you going to find out? You're more whiter. You know, just like we're going to find out we're more Jewier. <laughs> Mike yeah, came out 125% Jewish. So, oh, did you? Oh, wow. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. No, I, my joke was that I sent him my headshot and they just wrote back Jewish. <laughs> I didn't even do the test. <laughs> no testing required. Got oh, my it. God. You guys are good. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was thinking where you're saying how powerful they are. They have somebody come to your apartment. They have somebody come to your hotel. They have all this stuff, right? It reminds me of uh, the first time I did FanDuel. And, uh, you know, I had the fake GPS, right? You can't do it in New York. You can only do it in Jersey. So I had this fake GPS on my phone and the fake GPS was working perfect. Said I was in Edison, New Jersey all the time, you know, where I grew up, I just put it there and I'm like, boy, this is working like a charm, but it still wouldn't let me in the site. And I'm like, what the hell's the matter? So I got to Jersey one day I was at my sister's and I'm like, Hey, jerk off. I'm in New Jersey. Now what's your problem? They're like, Oh, you have to get that fake GPS thing off. I'm like, well, how could you, how could you, and I had to write a letter to the president telling him I'll never do it again. I mean, like if they're that good, like why aren't they doing, why aren't they working on the elections? You know, like whoever's doing FanDuel yeah. and their security system, why are we not using the people that are coming to your house from ABC? Like, why aren't they doing something more efficient than making sure you're ready for supermarket sweep? They should be able, if you put an app on your phone, you should be able to tell, hey, you're out of the little bubble. Don't go to that supermarket. Don't go to that store. You know, they should know exactly where everybody is. They should do that for the NFL players. Where are you going? Rain, well, hello? Yes. Why are you there? Right? Yeah, I've, he- I've heard at this point that um, – the, the quarterback from the Titans uh, was the issue. Uh, what's his Tannehill? name? Yeah. Apparently yeah. he was the guy that was either partying or going to a football camp. Whatever he was doing, it was bad. And I think he bought it all back. And so now today, it. just today, this we're uh, taping this on uh, Friday, comes out on Tuesday. I heard something about the Jets having some issues as well. Are you shocked? No. Um, I, I So I'm not sure whether they were talking about 
Jets issues or COVID Jets issues. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, this is uh, we're taping this the Sunday before the big Cowboys Giants game. Yep. Uh, what is what is your prediction? The Cowboys, I believe, are favored by eight and a half. Eight? I'll take us. You know, I mean, we we keep the games tight. I mean, the the Giants defense is pretty highly ranked. I mean, that is not- true. Uh, only the 49ers seem to uh, give you issues, which is odd with a backup quarterback, but um, well, it was, I mean, they, otherwise it's been close every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we hang tough. We just, we just need one great pass rusher down the road and a, and a corner. If we had a, another cornerback, we could get off the field. It's just, you know, our cornerback we took in the first round, you know, he's going to prison, you know, good first round trick pick, you know, I can't uh, believe the Jets didn't hire him. Usually that's, the yeah. So it's like, Oh, okay. That's a, that's a big miss. You know, I mean, you, you got a starting corner and now gone. Your quarterback also has a lot of issues so far. Too. Yeah. I mean, is this the guy? I mean, he's got to, by the end of the year, we got to know, is this the guy? I never you thought know? he was the guy. And I know that, you know, all my giants friends that I tailgate with that, you know, um, we're all like buying into it because they want to buy into it. Um, but I didn't think he was the guy at all. For some reason, it just never proved. But I wrote, I signed a piece of paper at my old firm saying that Eli Manning will never get you to the Super Bowl. And my friend Jamie <laughs> has that piece of paper somewhere. <laughs> so don't listen to anything I say. I never That's thought, I, mean, I thought for sure Eli was never going to make it in this business. And they, they now it's like, people have to live up to him and they think, Oh, Daniel Jones, it's the same thing. Same kind of court. Come on, man. I mean, but it's, it's so funny though, but clearly, you know, football was in his blood, which clearly came out because he was bad the first couple of seasons. Then he was unbelievable. Won two Super Bowls as the MVP. And then he was horrible again at the end. Uh, I don't think he was horrible. If you look at his numbers, they're not horrible. I mean, they're well, you know. just a lot of interceptions boring there during that time. A lot of well, look, look at his O line in those middle years. They had you know um, O'Hara and uh, and all, right. I mean, all these great. They had a great O line that played together for years and years, and they were right in the prime. You know, and oh, then Strahan was defense, right? Sorry, Strahan I was back. defense. Yeah, yeah who's that guy with that crazy name that that used to Oka Oka Yeah. Yeah, he's also defense. Oh, he was defense too. I don't know anything yeah. about the O line then ever. The only one I <laughs> yeah, knew there were no names. There were no names, but they were together. No names, you know. And um, the, the only one I know of is Nick Mangle from the Jets, the center. You were, you know that was possibly doing the cooking show. <laughs> that's right. I, uh, not even on the Giants. <laughs> I one time was walking through an airport, Dave, and Nick Mangold is buying something in a gift shop. I'm like getting off the plane. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm like, hey, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff Mangold, who is the <laughs> Yankees strength and conditioning cook, right? So at the time, I'm like, Jeff, Jeff. And he turns around, he's like, Nick. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. You're great. <laughs> it got worse because you're like, no, no, no. Uh, Lenny. No, I'm Nick, you. <laughs> anyway, uh, with regards to Supermarket Sweep, it's uh, yeah. wonderful that you were able to get our friends also uh, gigs on that. I can't wait to see how they're used on the show. Uh, because you say uh, that it's also there's like a bunch of little sketches too. Yeah, we the whole I it was like how do you update it for 2020, right? Or you do the same show, right? So Leslie wanted me to come up with some stuff, and the first thing I pitched was why aren't there obstacles for these people to go through? You know, like so we she knows Neil from a bunch of stuff that we had done with her, and she look, thinks Neil's got a dumb looking face, 
So she's like, "What? I love. I would want. I want to show where I yell at that face every episode. I'm like, <laughs> hilarious. She thinks America is going to love this. So I'm like, yes. The, I think yelling at Neil would make me very happy if America, <laughs> like I do, America will be very happy yelling at his dumb face. So uh, we pitch Neil as like a like a guy with a mop cleaning up an aisle, and these people are running down the aisles, and you know they have to run into Neil, and he'd be like, dude, be like Neil, get out of the way, you know." <laughs> And she pitched that and they, they loved it. And then finally, after like, all, I mean, she's lighting up the rooms in these pitch meetings and finally like, who is this guy, Neil? <laughs> I get a text, send me a picture of him quick. So I sent a picture of Neil and they're like, okay, we get it. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then it was like, okay, there's liability. When it really came down and we got the show, it was like, what? There's liability involved there with running into Neil and tripping and falling. So they're like, what can we do? I'm like, make him a security guard. She can still yell at his dumb face. Like, Everybody okay. got to grow up. So it's something. So we do have stuff that will slow the people down, and um, you'll see that in some episodes of the show. But yeah, Neil's in it. She gets to yell at his dumb face, and we, you know, we put a lot of comedy into it. It's just they realize we might have too much comedy for the show. They do have to play the game, Dave. I don't know how to tell you this, but well, you know how much I hate that. You know, I hate when it comes down to playing the game. I mean, I don't mind the game, but like, you know, we were talking about how I was, you know, on the gong show with David Tell and, you know, they were cutting out the banter between a tell and the judges. That is the show. If if you remember the gong show from the 70s, that's the show. It's not that's the show. It's not the act. I mean, the game will be super fun, but right. You know, we've seen that game before. We want we want more. And again, you know, what are you just not going to use Leslie Jones and her? talents to yell at people and be funny and you know yeah I mean, exactly that's, you gotta that's, use those talents you, know, so. you could just hire one of those old 70s game show you know was peter marshall still alive uh <laughs> no. that guy was a bag or a barrel of laughs uh <laughs> who, would, who would you say the funniest game show would you agree it's gene rayburn i was just just thinking about it now i think so the microphone that with the t- but he that. was also really funny like funny, he was yeah. really funny yes. whereas all the game show hosts we knew growing up were very okay. dull yeah, they're, they're just moving it along. You're not quite sure how they got the job other than the fact that they're good hosts. Yeah, and they have good speaking voices. They're yeah. probably from radio. So this, I, I think, I don't know whether you've ever seen this. Um, I, you know, I mean, I've told you about this. This is all I know about uh, Supermarket Sweep was from the Laverne and Shirley episode. Oh, my God. Because whatever you get across that finish line is yours free. But you have to do it before the buzzer sounds or you lose it. Oh. Okay, don't forget my T-bone steak. Bosco! And Frank's cheese! Bosco! And some toilet paper! Bosco! That's all I remember is the Bosco line from Laverne and Shirley and their supermarkets. I mean, I remember it so vividly. I told you, and I'm like, I don't know, I can't take it seriously except for the Bosco line in Laverne and Shirley. I mean, I remember that as a kid growing up. I mean, they're just sitting there saying Bosco, and I used to have Bosco as a kid. This before they had Hershey's had a syrup or anything, you know. And How about the career? Bosco's I- horrible. How about the career of Michael McKeon? I mean, you watch him in that, and it's like, it's unbelievable. Right? Isn't that great? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that, um, it's so cool, like, right, that he had such a great, and that 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 he was so, such a brilliant comic yeah. genius, almost as good as Gary Marshall, yeah. if not better, you know. And- I mean, that guy, if you look at that guy's body of work from that to what he's doing now, it's just, he's brilliant. I was watching him in Best in Show on the plane, you know, uh, you know, uh, Better Call Saul, and uh, just yeah, and uh, you know, again, the 
great thing that you always want to see is that he stuck with the show the whole time. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. Cindy Williams left the show and this guy stayed with the show because he was an actor and he yeah. was a performer. He knew he's like, you know, these are hard gigs to come by. Yeah. And he and knew he that the line. Yeah. And, and Squiggy could have totally gone off on their own back then. You know, they were giving spinoffs to everybody. Thank God they kept them on the show. And of course, that, that's my favorite thing. I, uh, Actually, if, if anybody understood like you and I do about the hello, um, I would add it into the Star Wars thing. Like, oh, this is a planet Tatooine that you'll find the most horrible, hateful people on Earth. And like, hello, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just make that. I would, I do those things all the time. I don't know if you met this guy Jessica, but he is out there, man. I mean, there's a hello. <laughs> there's something but, about the comedy writing in that when those two guys walk through the door at exactly the right time. Right. Like, sometimes they nailed it so good, like you don't even see. It come in like what you know they just set it up for them walking in yeah it was funny every Amazing. time and they Amazing. were great this show's gonna be great this show's gonna be great dave you gotta watch the supermarket i can't wait i'm really excited it does seem like a lot of fun and i'm so glad that you know people it's very important you watch this lenny has a baby so please support <laughs> we want the show season two. we want definitely want season two we're hoping yes. the ratings are big Plus, so. let alone bethel and neil need work too i mean they, these guys are uh, bethel for I, I don't know that much about neil but i mean um i've bethel's one of the greatest actresses i've ever seen that you don't know and um i've been working with her for a long time and she's really terrific she's like a chameleon she can get into any role and uh you know i've worked with her several times little i've seen her and neil do shows together but i mean these are really good actors um, they're, they're good actors and she's got a small part in this she had a bigger part but a lot of her stuff cut for time will live on uh social media so if you go to like i think it's abc you know supermarket sweep abc i think is the yes and the she is in the uh, movie and- turbocharge which is very important everybody <laughs> <laughs> everybody loves that film well what happened to you know rick okasic died did you get hits you know like when a famous artist dies their sales go up. So did your sales of Turbo Charge go up? Yeah, that's when we put it out on Amazon Prime. Oh. But All if right. you read the comments, people didn't really care for it very much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we got big hits. And especially during when Rick Ocasek died, then COVID happened. We we definitely got a lot of people to watch it. They just didn't care for it. That's all. It happens, you know. <laughs> it won't happen with you this sounds like a fun show leslie's obviously ridiculously entertaining yeah and um you know it's on the abc game show sunday you know i mean that's what they uh, they're trying to build their 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 thing as you know abc sunday nights are game show nights so yeah, this uh, fits in with the profile right yeah i mean i don't know what the ratings are but i definitely await your review the next day so I can't wait. I'm like really excited. So this is uh, coming up this Sunday because this comes out on Tuesday, the 18th on ABC, 8 p.m. Uh, everywhere. Well, you know, central time would be 7 p.m., but in L.A., it'll still be 8 p.m., right? So, yes, I believe yes. so. And the, uh, uh, hopefully the uh, Miami Heat will be uh, uh, the uh, NBA champions, which they won't. But be um, under on that one. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, uh, basketball will be over and everything will be over and, well, I guess hopefully the Yankees won't be playing. Uh, that's just me <sighs> hoping. But uh, anyway, Lenny, thank you so much. I know you have limited time, yeah. and I really appreciate you coming on that's and talking Dave. about Thanks the show. Thanks for having me. We'll, I'll see you soon. Yeah, you're a good friend. All right. Bye. The Nightfly. What an imbecile. What an ultramaroon. <laughs> Running away won't save you. Don't you be. Nightfly with Dave Juskow.
What a great guy. Uh, really fun. Don't forget to watch Supermarket Sweep this Sunday, 8 o'clock. Definitely want to check that out and, you know, get some Bosco. Bosco! Uh, just a couple more things before we uh, leave. The uh, the Orthodox Jews, they just won't listen. The, 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 the bad, the Hasidic ones, they just won't listen. There's a big organization and I mean, a big protest and whatever the cops are trying to stop. They're just trying to stop the clusters of people getting together and they're getting all angry. <clears throat> they're like, but our religious beliefs, but they're awful and they're causing so much more anti-Semitism than, I mean, we, we don't need it, you know, stop already, but they're very selfish people. They don't care. They're having weddings. They're getting together. They don't care. They feel their religious beliefs are better than everybody else. They're almost just as bad as the uh, radical Muslims who just don't care about anybody else. But, I mean, that's the problem, folks. Religious beliefs, beware. We're all in trouble. All of them. Everybody is involved. You know, nobody's immune to the virus. You, you just have to help out. And, you know, there's unfortunately nothing in the Torah or the Bible that talks about the coronavirus and what to do in case of one. But it's just so horrible because it just, you know, you know, people are seeing they're like, look at these Jews. So ugh. and also they just announced Broadway closed until June of 2021. And let me tell you what that means for comedy. Comedy is closed until June of 2021. Now, they didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure comedy. I just talked to a tell last night, David Tell. I'm pretty sure comedy will go hand in hand with when Broadway opens. Because for one thing, it is take if you're the governor or whatever, and you're not thinking about stand-up comedy, so all these people are like, you've got to open the comedy clubs. He's like, okay, that's the last thing I have to do, right? He's not in it. He doesn't understand how we make a living. Um, but I'm sure if they're talking about cabaret, which, of course, is the last thing that should open, you know, you're just not thinking this is the way people need money because it is just something else. You know, it's not, it's not an essential, even though it technically is because you need to get away and you need a break and you need entertainment, but nobody's considering it that. So that'll be the last thing to open. And we all kind of assume June of 2021 is, you know, I mean, the comedy cellar is open for dinner, the olive tree, but, and they, you know, have a couple comics, one comic at your table like socially distanced, but it, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's bad. And uh, again, I still say, let's just open the hell of it up. And some people will die. I may die. My mother might die, but we can't live like this because we're already dying. We're dying as a, as a, as a community, as a, as a, as a, as a country, as a world, as a planet, there's no social income. There's no economic, you know, stuff. I mean, we, we're going to have to take our chances and people will die, but they're not going to do that, which is good and bad. I mean, it's nice that they're caring for us, but, um, I don't see any other way out of it. It really, again, it is the boy in the plastic bubble situation. And John Travolta walks out of the bubble at the end and takes his chances. There's just no other way. I mean, Broadway, it's so so messed up, closed until 2021, which definitely means I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, again, uh, the only way I was able to make a living or could make a living is if a comedy club gets sold out and I, you know, get the door. 
And that was the way I was making a living. How I'm going to make a living now, I don't know. I mean, you know, listen, I'm not, am I worried? I'm a little worried. Of course, I'm a little worried, but I'm not that worried. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I should be more worried, but I'm like probably in denial because I'm so, you know, happy just not doing anything. But the money will run out at some point and something will have to be done. Now, also, there was an article in the paper of Catherine McVie, who's so hot. She's 36. And her husband, David Foster, who's 70. And she's having another baby. And that gives us all hope. Yeah, it's fantastic. Really makes me happy. Of course, you have to be as rich as David Foster probably to do it. But I like it. And, of course, David Foster is the one that, um, you know, ran over Ben Vereen in his car many years ago. And, well, he's still doing okay for himself. So it looks like no harm can come even if you drive over a black guy. And the last thing we are going to talk about today is the apparently they were asking, or at least in the post, who would you rather have dinner with? And we've talked about this kind of in a way, but we'd say it a different way. But who would you rather have dinner with, Jerry Seinfeld or Steve Martin? And I don't know how it came up. Uh, it was a New Yorker festival or something. And Jerry Seinfeld even says you should probably be better off with Steve Martin because let's face it, Jerry Seinfeld in person is no fun. No fun. So I would always pick Steve Martin over Jerry Seinfeld. But from what I've heard about Steve Martin, he's better than Jerry Seinfeld, but he's also no fun. If I had to choose between the two, I'll take Steve Martin every time. But if I had my choice, I would choose Martin Short in a second over all of them. Martin Short seems like a good time all the time like a fun guy, a nice guy, an interesting guy, where Steve Martin's very shy and very uh, depressed, you know? And Jerry Seinfeld's just, he's just not fun, which is, I know, weird. But I guess it would be just like dining with Dave Attell, where he is funny sometimes, but he's also so mean and not a lot of laughs, even though he is a lot of laughs, and he doesn't realize he's being funny when he's, being mean but he is so mean sometimes but in a funny way it's like weird but yeah remember we were talking about who would you leave a night of passion with to go see so there's there's an interesting one uh again we brought this up what two years ago it was a great question we should do it again uh i was saying i don't what was it Charlize theron i think i said was something but i don't know i'd like to up my game again like who would be the one that I'm like, oh my can, I can't believe this is happening. Maybe Heather Graham, something like that. I mean, I don't even now probably. And then you get the call, you know, hey, Steve Martin's downtown. He wants to meet you. What? The ultimate question. Of course, it'll never come up, so it really doesn't matter. But well, it could come up with me. Maybe that could happen to me. No, no. Again, what am I talking about? I could, maybe I could go out with Heather Graham now. Definitely not 20 years ago, but well, who knows? Well, certainly, I mean, I probably could have gone out with her then if I was just more assertive. You know, I mean, uh, I was kind of a pussy. I used to go to her Thanksgiving parties all the time. She was always available and, and wanted a party and hang out, but I was too shy. I mean, it really was like being in high school all over again. And it's not like anything has changed. I'm still a mess. You can't put it together, but I've got to keep trying. And that's why. We do the night flight of trying better myself and bringing a quality show to you. I hope you liked 
this week's show because I had a lot of fun bringing it to you. The combination podcast and video cast, which is so much fun to do when we can show pictures and clips. But of course, remember, I Tuesdays tonight, eight o'clock, Comedy Solo Nightly Channel on YouTube. My guests are Alan Zwei Bell, Rick Newman, and Frank Santa Padre. We will be showing the pictures we were talking about. I will be showing other pictures from Saturday Night Live. We will be talking Saturday Night Live, How Could We Not, and Gary Shandling, and lots of other stuff uh, that will be you definitely will not want to miss. Thanks so much. Thanks to my guest, Lenny Marcus. Thanks to Chris and Sean Donahue today. Um, I just hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and or the video cast. And we'll see you next week in our regular format on the greatest podcast ever that nobody listens to. Uh, the Night Fly, everybody. I am Dave Juskow. We'll see you next time.